Hello everyone, welcome back to another Donoram Monologue Podcast. This is the second in our uh, new series, the series being something new we're doing, where every week we have an umbrella subject that we talk about, and each day within that week is a different, more specific subject within that umbrella subject. Uh, this week's overreaching subject I'm titling The Forgotten Legacy of the 80s, Heroic Fantasy, and uh, I... Uh, I'm your host, Bo. I forgot to who you all was. I feel ridiculous, though, that podcasts always, uh, you know, like, oh, this is this, and I am your host, whoever. Like, they, I mean, you don't, like, podcasts just don't play randomly on your phone or devices. Like, you know what you're listening to, but I suppose it's just a uh, nicety. And uh, before we go any further, I uh, strongly suggest all of you guys, we uh, follow her. We, we want to thank her, our sponsor our gracious sponsor ashley luann k uh the minnesota nurse on instagram the minnesota nurse all one word all lowercase uh check her out we we provided links uh very cool little instagram to follow and we do appreciate her continued support of the show and uh before we go any further uh donorom's changing a lot we're changing dramatically actually we're growing and this is all good but I do miss one thing from our roots, and uh, you you older Donoram folks, you guys that were into us before you, we were cool, uh, which is still all of you that are currently getting into us. Um, uh, here's, a little, here's a little treat for you old schoolers, though, something we haven't done in a while. There you go. You guys, rem- you guys remember that? It is exponentially harder to put a beer in the koozie after opening it, so I should have thought that through a bit better, but... Um, used to be bush light but uh milwaukee's best a little cheaper and uh the law of uh, the ohio river valley states i have to go with whatever's lower on the shelf so uh guys yesterday we talked about the most important aspect of uh the 80s legacy of heroic fantasy and that was advanced dungeons and dragons um i kind of explained uh, a little bit of how it influenced everything else in this uh almost unspoken of any more medium and I explained how it still remains to this day. Uh, Advanced Dungeon Dragon is my favorite. Uh, today, we're going to talk about one specific video game. And it's one that not only altered the course of video games in the 80s, it altered the course of video games forever, specifically RPGs forever. I'm talking about Richard Garriott's uh, masterpiece, Lord British's masterpiece. I- I'm speaking of Ultima 4. Guys, I can't tell you enough good things about Ultima 4. I want to tell you that it stands up to this day. I want to tell you that you could play it as easily as you could in the past. That's simply not true. When you play any game, any PC game from the 80s, you've got got to put yourself in the 80s. You've got to put yourself as in believing that it was the greatest thing that's come out because that's sort of what happens to video games as time goes on is we can't look back. You know, we're, we're looking back. As we look back, we go through everything we've experienced so far back to it. We need to be able to become able. We need to be able to become able to uh, to instead forget everything we've gone through and look at it and how it influenced everything we went through. So Ultima Four, in Ultima One, Two, and Three, you were a uh, you were a dude brought to another world, brought to Britannia, uh, Britannia, however you want to pronounce that. And uh, you, you were brought there. You were the avatar. You were someone else that was brought over to this world into a new body, into a new skill set. They could go on an epic fantasy adventure and slay the great evil because that's what fantasy does, right? You slay the great evil. Richard Garriott, around the, the mid-'80s, started to wonder, what happens in a world where there is no great evil? What do we conquer? 
the evil in ourselves. Guys, this was the first game to really put morality in there, and it went hard. The whole game is a quest of self-discovery. The, the whole game is this, you're overcoming yourself. Now, there there is combat. There is uh, stuff like that, and... Of course, uh, he wanted to discourage this when he made this game, but there is still min-maxing and things of that nature. But, man, it really felt different. Every uh, Mass Effect, uh, KOTOR, all these Bioware games uh, that we love having these moral choices in, um, uh, stuff, even stuff like L.A. Noire and stuff like that, it all comes back to Ultima 4 and the idea of you're not, you're not questing for good in the sense that you're questing in service of good, you're questing for good in the sense that what is good? So that covers the morality of it. Another thing I want to talk about with Ultima 4 is the insane immersion this game had for the mid-80s. In the 80s, most games were one screen uh, and, and simplistic plot of save the princess, kill the evil bad guy, or even no plot at all, just spaceship shoot. And that was your plot. Ultima 4 had this really, really, really great way of pulling you into a world. It had this super long intro movie, I guess you'd call it. It, A movie implies like an FMV or something. It wasn't an FMV. But it had this long intro. And it came with so many books. Like, there's a ton of books to read. And and one of these books was just describing the world. And I've, I've told you before on the podcast, and I've told you... Uh, in in our book, which is still for sale, by the way, there's this uh, really wicked uh, thing in in video games that had uh, this. Uh, I beg your pardon. We're gonna have to take that out in editing. There was this really wicked thing in video games where it comes with a book that just describes lore of the game world, and I really think Ultima Four is what started that. There was a book that describes the world you're about to enter, and in the opening movie. One of the things that happens is at one point it says, go and read this book. And then in parentheses it says, no, really, go and read. And it has the title of the book you got in the game. Like, you're act- the game's actually telling you to role play as your character, take five minutes, walk away from the game, and sit and read this book. It seems silly and, and trite now, but man, it's so cool. I love it. I think it's the coolest thing in the world. So we have this sort of, uh, we have this sort of, revolutionary way of looking at games and it just came out of nowhere there was no build up to this like Ultima 1, 2, and 3 it was fine, it was just like every other RPG Uh, but this game out of nowhere is just suddenly like no this isn't fine we're going to get at it right now and that's sort of what I'm sorry I had to wet my whistle there that's what made Ultima 4 incredible if that was the only thing that made Ultima 4 incredible, that would have been great. Ultima 4 also boasted a game world 16 times larger than Ultima 3. Minuscule by today's standards. Tiny. But guys, that was huge back then. And it, it had this awesome overworld. The music, oh my god, the music was just fantastic. I, I, I know a lot of these, I just wind up gushing about whatever I'm talking about. But guys, if you want like harsh you know, criticisms of these things, they're all over YouTube. We don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Um, I don't have a trendy haircut. Uh, as you can see, I haven't had my haircut since uh, since uh, this whole COVID thing started going down. Um, I'm all about the no shave. 
uh, we're sitting in you know a very humble home in Southern Indiana. Uh, it's a fine home, Adam. It's just I'm not saying humble insultingly. It's a fine home, but um, we're just the reason I get like this is because we're just dudes that love video games and what they've done for the world. And they have done a lot for the world. And Ultima 4 did it. Uh, I This sounds cheesy, but I genuinely think you think differently after Ultima 4. It's emphasis on morality and what is good, what is evil. What do these things mean? And the virtues and explaining how the virtues work together to make you a good person. Guys, it's really cool. Like, it, it's just, it, it makes you think differently. In a world where you're... Charity is more important than your strength. Stat. Stats. These are stats. That's just super cool. Um, Richard Garriott is an absolute legend. Uh, uh, Most of you are probably familiar with him through Ultima Online, uh, which was the first major MMO in the world. It it was an incredible MMO. Uh, A lot of people play to this day. Uh, I have a good buddy, Aaron. He's a good friend of the show. Ultima had so much freedom in Ultima Online. Uh, he was actually a, whor- uh, a mountain breeder, and that's all he did. Like, he didn't quest. He, <laughs> he had us gather mats for him and stuff. Like, bless. I mean, he would message us when we would get into the game and be like, yep, I got this guy about two towns over really screwing me over on this price. And I'm like, it was just, he loved doing it. You could set up shop. You could just build a shop. But this man's this man, every game he released, he wanted it to be something that blew your mind, and you don't get that anymore. In fact, what you get nowadays is every time a game's released, they want to give you as much of the exact same game as possible. Look at Call of Duty. I'm not if Call of Duty is your thing, I'm not knocking it. But guys, you're buying the same game every year. They're not even trying to innovate. They're not, and you know they're not. Uh, Assassin's Creed tried to innovate with Odyssey, but now Odyssey's the formula, and it's just happening all over again. Uh, Origin, sorry, Odyssey was the second one. Odyssey was great, don't get me wrong, but um, Valhalla is just going to be more of it. You get different little mini games to do, but the overall concept of these games are not changing. So I think Richard Garriott was the first, uh, and I know I told you this was about uh, Ultima 4, and it's turned into Rich- about Richard Garriott, but you can't talk about Ultima 4 without talking about Richard Garriott. Um, guys, men like legends like Hideo Kojima, who went to challenge you as a person when he makes a video game and he wants to reinvent the wheel every time he makes video games. I, I can't help. Uh, maybe uh, Mr. Garrett was not a direct influence on Hideo Kojima, but uh, I have a hard time believing he wasn't. I have a hard time believing that this sort of thing didn't happen that way. So U- Ultima 4, guys, uh, I think it's free on GOG. I think this legendary, amazing game is free on GOG.com. I, I, I know it's on Origin, uh, because, of course, e- uh, Origin is actually named after the company that made the Ultima games, uh, Richard Garriott's company, Origin Systems. Uh, so I know it's there. Uh, it's on GOG. It might be on Steam. I don't know. Uh, uh, I don't think it's on Uplay. But um, I don't think it's on the Epic Games Store. It, it, that's what I'm talking about with games nowadays. We can't even just get all of our games in one place. we got to go four different places for them. Um, but, guys... It's inc- it's an incredible game. It's an incredible experience. I have a hard time believing that you won't at least walk away without a greater appreciation of where games came from. And I think it's super important to always go back and look at these 80s foundational games. Uh, look at these 90s games that were still creating foundations while honoring the foundation played in the, uh, made in the 80s. But guys, if, if, 
you follow my advice on any game to play ever. Make it Ultima 4. I have no problem calling Ultima 4 the... Uh, I'm calling it the game of the decade, but I'm calling it the game of the decade because of this overreaching thing. It is the fantasy game of the decade, hands down. Um, if you're interested to know what I actually think the most important game of the 1980s was, it was Super Mario Brothers, hands down. But for for what we're talking about now, the greatest fantasy game of the 1980s, bar none, uh, not even The Legend of Zelda can compare. Ultima 4, Quest of the Avatar. Guys, uh, I, like I said, I think it's just free. Not free for now. I think it's just plain free on GOG. I know it was just it's just in my GOG library and I never bought it. I know that for a fact. So, guys... Please go check it out. Uh, incredible game. You won't be disappointed. If And if you can't finish it, that's good. As long as you get in and experience it and see where these things came from, I think that's incredible. And the manual, I know a lot of people are worried about digital da- downloads and manuals. Um, GOG, actually, there's a section at the top of GOG that says goodies. You could go and download everything that came with the game originally. Uh, because GOG, of course, it stands for good old games. It was founded to make sure people uh, persevere and play these old video old foundational video games so uh it's a great resource for guys like me that love these old but hard computer rpgs so guys uh please check it out and uh i, I want to conclude as always thank you guys so much for your support um patreon we're getting a lot of stuff on patreon if, if you want to contribute to our patreon we provide links there uh we're I'm, I'm going to be tweeting and instagramming out every day a link to our discord guys come join the fun uh, there's not that many people in it at all right now. We're growing. I'm not going to lie to you, but we're already having fun. So I know the more, the merrier, the more guys we get in there, the more guys or gals or, or else we're going to have fun. Uh, everyone's welcome. And, uh, if you want to absolutely turn heads while you're walking down the road in this sleek, fashionable, never out of fashion, Donnerum t-shirt, check out our merch links too. Uh, and while you're, while you're perusing those links, Go give our buddies over at the Rally Network a listen. Um, uh, one thing I like about the Rally Network is we're not stepping on each other's toes. Uh, we're all covering different things. Uh, great, great group of guys. And uh, we're all good old-fashioned Midwestern people. So that's always nice. Uh, so if you're from the Midwest, you'll be familiar. And if you're from outside of the Midwest, you can learn more about this exotic, strange, and at times alarming culture. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, please, please tune in tomorrow as we continue our series. Thank you so much.